Hello and welcome to In The Game, Qatar's first sports podcast. Today, we have Stephanie Innes on the show. Hello. <laughs> Thanks very much for coming in today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for oh, having me. <laughs> and what do you think to our podcast room? I love it. I love it. Very cosy. Yeah. yeah nice. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so pleased. And and we're going to talk about a lot of things today, but I want to I want to just get over to people. Mm -hmm. The sun is shining here. Yes. You come from Aberdeen. Uh, indeed. Originally, yeah. Sun doesn't shine very much there. No, 10 degrees is kind of men start taking the shirts off, which is a bit off. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, been there, I've been there a couple of times and it's all slate. Mm -hmm. uh, granite, yeah, granite. granite, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it is a beautiful place, mm -hmm. but it's it's kind of it's 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 a long way up. Yes, it is. Yeah. Anybody knows it's right. So if you go to Edinburgh, which I I did, mm -hmm. and I thought to myself, oh, I've got to go to Elgin. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was getting nosebleeds when I was going so far up. <laughs> I got to Aberdeen after about three hours, and then I had to go a bit further. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Um, we're going to find out all about you. How? Tell us all about your story. How are you finding yourself in Qatar today? Um, well, I grew up in Aberdeenshire and then I went to school in the Middle East and my dad's in the oil industry. Uh, so uh, like a lot of people from Aberdeen are, they're either farmers or fishermen or oil industry people. Uh, so I went to the British school Muscat in Oman and then really liked the Middle East, but went back home to do the, you know, the university thing, start your career off, etc qualified as a teacher and then didn't like that very much um, or rather I couldn't see myself doing that for 40 years uh, so I left that behind and retrained as a divorce lawyer and uh, that was basically taking money from people whilst they were crying so I didn't like that much either <laughs> so um, I was a well still am a part-time you know an army reservist in the intelligence corps um, so that was kind of how I first got into fitness and uh, then I was training for a, a big expedition for that, uh, trying to gain a place on the first all-female team to ski across Antarctica, um, but didn't make the final cut for various reasons. And this podcast isn't long enough for that. And most of my friends know the story anyway. So, um, and then was working for a domestic violence charity, uh, giving support to women, um, you know, who'd been victims of, of domestic abuse. I did that for a year whilst training with the military, and then. Um, once once that expedition wasn't going to happen for me i realized i needed to go back into a career of sorts and uh, went back to teaching and i was sitting in the arctic circle on a norwegian uh, army base and uh, realized you know i would been eliminated from the selection process and i thought okay i'll apply for a job and i went on to the times educational supplement and there was two jobs uh, one in kazakhstan and one in qatar so i thought mm, qatar seems kind of more familiar territory to me so I applied and got the job and then came out a few months later so I've been in the Arctic conditions yeah okay what is it like the cold to example being here in Qatar yeah I know I mean we're pretty spoiled here aren't we I've, I came here I'm ashamed to say in a, a jacket today and it's still you know 20 something degrees but <laughs> you quickly get used to it and equally when I go home you know I do reacclimatize pretty quickly but yeah certainly enjoy extreme environments I think would be fair to say yeah. And and with with you being in Qatar and you're a school teacher, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's right. What was it that, that okay? You just love fitness. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't come from a particularly fit family. I mean, we used to run to school, and we never left the front door with enough time to walk to school. So we had to run the mile to school, and then we'd run home for our lunch, and then run back. Yeah, so actually, probably I have been running since a young age, um, but my family wasn't particularly outdoorsy or anything. And then university through the Army Officer Training Corps, I picked up kind of a bit more, you know, there were more opportunities for fitness, I would say. 
and then um, also you know had a bit of a good time at university I wasn't very disciplined let's say and then um, once this whole uh, expedition ice maiden opportunity came up for Antarctica that's when I really got into fitness and then when I was eliminated from that that was four years ago it was December 2016 that's when I became a runner there's going to be a few people out there right now looking up and saying yeah i've seen this lady i've seen this lady where have they seen you so what what you've been in uh, an organizer of quite a few things uh, well an organizer of one event principally and um, which was the first all-female crossing of qatar on foot which was the ladies 90k and um, team q90k that happened last week two years ago so 2019 yeah and um yeah that was that was a good thing i mean it was more of a project than an event it wasn't a race it was about everyone everyone getting there everyone supporting each other to get there and we had about a dozen nationalities which i think really reflected that sort of multicultural pot that we've got going on yeah, here in yeah. qatar and um yeah everyone achieved their furthest ever distance that day uh, which i think was really good and almost everyone completed the whole 90 kilometers as well and incredibly this has now gone from such a small little event to something quite large well i mean this is uh i mean in terms of next weekend we embark on a 500 kilometer event as a team of women um and that's four of us who took part in that 90k ladies event so right. a lot of them have left the country and that's not because of the 90k but mm. just that high <laughs> high turnover in doha you know of people um but four of them are still here and regular ultra runners and um because i'd worked with them on the 90k i knew they'd be I think people think you you turn up and you run 500 kilometers but there's so much more that, that goes on to you know behind the scenes and yeah they've helped with sponsorship and um you know media engagement and getting the word out into schools which is really important for us so two of us are teachers and one of us is a psychologist in a, an educational setting so for us it's all about getting the kids into sport obviously children can't really be ultra runners at that age they're still growing yeah, and it's yeah. not particularly healthy although the jury's out on that but broadly speaking i think people say it's too far um but the, you know they've not moved in a year a lot of these kids pe's been cancelled in yeah. school um contact sports have been cancelled for obvious reasons so there's a lot of parents um of the children i teach are genuinely worried that they've kind of forgotten what to do and uh, we've even seen their fine motor skills decline in school. I mean, they can't cut out as as well as they used to. They're just that really basic really? thing. Yeah. Holding pencils and all that kind of thing with very young children. Yeah. So obviously you see that then filter into sport and PE is just about picking up again now and they can't catch a ball and they could a year ago, you know, things like that. So yeah. it's quite worrying, really. <laughs> what, what does sport mean for you? What does? Um, for me, I mean, obviously on the, on the day, there's the kind of physical... Uh, challenge and the sense of achievement when you finish a race or you get a personal best or you beat someone you've been trying to beat for a long time or in, yeah. in a friendly way but still you know it's competitive nonetheless and all those things are good a new personal furthest is always a sense of achievement brings a sense of achievement for me but really it's about the community particularly in this sort of expat environment um of everyone around uh you know the support we had on a recent 200 kilometer attempt from north to south was huge i mean you just need to kind of say the word and people form a sort of rota of support um and they'll come out in the middle of the night with food or drink or massage guns or whatever you need wow. <laughs> whatever you want without even asking most of the time so yeah uh, let me let me go um you were talking about success and mm. you had success where you beat your record in the 90 kilometer yeah 
What did you? What? What was that? What? What was that um, time that you did? Uh, Nine thirty-nine was my time in the last. Yeah. And how much did you take off? Um, that was an hour off the previous year, and about four hours or five hours off my first attempt, which was four years ago. No, how yeah. does that kind of when does it? How does it? Does it s stick in when you first find it? Yeah. Well, I mean, this year I wanted sub 10 hours was my target yeah. and, um, you know, beat that by 20 odd minutes. But uh, that was with the help of a, a coach, um, Coach Caroline at Wild Horizon Running, cheeky plug. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, she was brilliant, very much uh, kind of trusts you to tell her how you're feeling and what you're doing yeah. and all of that. Obviously experience too. I mean, when you've been running four years, you're still new, really. I mean, obviously I'm not the beginner I was three years ago, but... I'm still learning all the time, but it's just increasing the mileage in a safe kind of way. Yeah. Um, and also getting better at the logistics of a race. I mean, I think ultra running, a lot of it's not running. Um, it's eating on the move without being sick. It's drinking at the right times. It's carrying the right amount of kit. It's knowing when you need to walk. They always say walk before, whilst you can still run. I think that's something I've learned. Yeah. I used to run and run and run until I couldn't run anymore. And then it, then you couldn't start running again. Yeah. And so when our friend uh, Islam Salam and Hesham and Hamza, when they did the first 90K, um, they organized it back in December 2017, must have been. Um, it was basically planned on a piece of paper that size. Um, <laughs> and Islam was the support vehicle. He was the support team. Um, we didn't pay any money to enter. It wasn't official. We were flying under the radar. We were stopped by the police on the highway. You know, it was all very kind of, what would you say, like done on a shoestring. Yeah, yeah. But it was fun. And also we got a bit lost. And we because we were trying to avoid the police, we weren't using the main road. Um, and then roadworks blocked us, so it ended up being longer than 90k. You know, all of these things added to what was far from an impressive time. Yeah. Um, but I loved that one probably the most. Uh, and the, as event organisers, they've blossomed too, because yeah. like you said earlier, yeah. the, their event, which they started, has now had a spin-off of a ladies only. And also it's just grown and grown and become so much more professional yeah. uh, with sponsorship and you know police convoys and all, all sorts so yeah they've really grown as their runners have grown so that's yeah. nice no it's nice mm -hmm. and the one thing that I, I i say to all of it we've had um hishim mubarak yeah, there, yes, which yeah. is just incredible he's, he's something else yeah whoa yeah he's just and then we've uh nazarene mm -hmm. yeah, yeah nazarene we had him on that, that was fantastic too mm -hmm. but it, it's kind of I, I keep on asking and i'm going to keep on asking <laughs> is what goes through your mind with all that time yeah. when you're feeling aches and pains all over your body um well i mean i suppose people think they think whoa like nine hours ten hours eleven hours however long that's a long time but you break it down into shorter sections i think that's really key and people's ability to wrap their head around these shorter sections is, is critical and then so every 5k I'm giving myself a pat on the back and every 10k you know it's very much talking to myself a lot of the time I, I don't like too many people being around um, and then food station to food station you know I'm thinking of my next moment of eating all the time um, and then every sort of few minutes I'm I try to eat you know 300 calories an hour typically so that's actually quite a big job I mean you're never really bored and then I'm also doing like a complete head-to-toe check all the time um, so I'm thinking am, am I burning in the sun do I need ice at the next stop um, have I had a drink do I need to put lip balm on it, it's that 
level of detail am i chafing can i put some extra stuff on without anyone thinking i'm really weird <laughs> do i need to where's my next bush for my next little piece top <laughs> yeah so you're always looking ahead so actually the time there's moments when you're thinking oh you know it's another hour until the next station that can be difficult yeah but most of the time it's not that boring actually um, and i'm not really someone that runs with music at all so on the 90k i had nothing no, no nothing at all with the food side and I, I, again mm. i've had this conversation before with somebody and i i, I find it really fascinating mm -hmm. because you're looking forward to those food stops yeah. nazardin nazardin um he was he would say that he was looking forward to what type of thing he was mm -hmm. going to get next and it was always different different yeah. is yeah. that with the like with you or yeah. do you get surprised or you yeah i mean it's weird like you think so i like to bring quite a lot of my own food so obviously again um the, the guys who organize the, the 90k have been asking for feedback and they respond to it really well so i'd say that most people are very happy most of the time uh, yeah. with, with what's offered because it's all our feedback anyway yeah. yeah but sometimes your body just goes through moments of you really want savory or you really want sweet and then that station happens to be predominantly you know the opposite of what you want so yeah. Yeah. um you know but i've eaten pizzas on the move i've eaten all sorts on, on the go you know it's just what that's why i do this to be honest is the cake and the pizza <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. look like you don't look like no you, no yeah. but like, honestly <laughs> anyone will tell you like the food is a big part of the planning for me yeah yeah but i think that you're going to also say that that when we talk about the friends that you've got mm -hmm. and especially islam islam is is just such a special guy and he yeah. doesn't do it for anything else except that he's a special guy yeah that's so important mm -hmm. when i see and i see all your pictures and i saw you going over the line yes. and i saw you all the pictures because it's all on his uh, his his facebook and everything mm -hmm. that must be a huge feeling to know that you've got that such a big family mm -hmm. yeah it is and i think when we all live here you know especially those of us who don't have you know husband kids whatever yeah. here um this is your family really um people you could call it almost any time of the day or night and they'd help you out you know and he's offered to help and uh, you know he did so much to help the ladies 90k yeah um and you know with, with other events that go on around town there's teams of volunteers help other for no reason other than they appreciate volunteers when they're racing so when they're not racing yeah they like to give back yeah, and volunteer yeah. you know and I, I really like it yeah yeah and and let, let's go back into some of your history okay. i like what you because i'm watching a watching the series um suits okay right yeah, yeah. so when you say it's nothing like <laughs> <laughs> and, and i'm not megan markle clearly <laughs> i'm watching this program at the moment yeah and i i find it fascinating mm -hmm. i find it fascinating but what i find fascinating is what you said you said it wasn't something that i enjoyed mm. it was dealing in that area that was just mm -hmm. negative right mm -hmm. and you got out of it with your job now it's like how does your sports help you in your teaching and with the kids and how some, different is it a bit now well some days i wish i could run away <laughs> very far and very fast <laughs> no but uh no they're they're good i mean i've just made the transition from secondary teaching to primary teaching so that's been a, a massive learning curve for me um but i think it's your sort of job to and we spoke before we came on the show about that kind of slightly cheesy word inspire but i think yeah. it is a responsibility when you're standing in in front of children and you know more so perhaps with the older ones because i used to say a lot of them here in particular are under pressure to be doctor lawyer pilot whatever all of the classically 
prestigious jobs for want of a better word and I used to say to them look I did that I fought at every stage to get through this highly competitive you know rounds and rounds of selection over years and years essentially endless exams whatever and it just wasn't for me and it's not all it's cracked up to be and I've gone back to teaching and I'm so much happier yeah um I'm not someone that's necessarily going to be teaching for the next 30 years um, I could probably say that quite confidently today but for now, in the next several years, it's what I want to do. Is, is your sports give you the patience to be able to deal with all that more? Yeah, I, th I think so. Um, and also you can process a lot during your long run. So typically, I mean, not at the moment because I'm between two big events. I've been doing very little for many weeks, which is good. But um, normally I think you, you go over what's happened in the day on the treadmill. Um, you analyse how you can maybe have handled the situation better or whatever. And I mean, teaching's constant interaction. I mean, literally every second there's someone, miss, 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 you know, and I think running helps you get away from that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to go home and then add more kind of by watching TV or whatever, you know, I need to sort of break away from everything and it helps me a lot. But yeah, I think it also gives you the energy. I mean, a very long run can tire you out, but I think if you're physically constantly active and gives you a bit more energy to deal with the day which well, young people certainly they certainly take it from you <laughs> it, it's kind of an, and and they must be seeing you on the in the they'll be seeing you yeah because you're going to be doing a quite a lot of things so you, you had a big thing that you tried uh, a guinness book of records yes and this is another thing that i wanted to talk to you about it wasn't successful this time it was not no so you it there was a lot of negatives mm -hmm. and now you're going to be picking yourself back up and trialing again um, I'm not sure. Uh, I know that my running partner on that event, he's going to try it again, but I've been sworn to secrecy as to his okay. next attempt to date. Okay. Um, but uh, for me, with the 500 kilometre event next weekend, and then the weekend after that, it's the Doha Marathon, the Uridu ah, Marathon. Ah, okay. Taking part? Yeah, well, I've, I've got a ticket. That doesn't mean if I can walk, <laughs> I will go. But who knows how my body will cope with 500 kilometres? I don't know. Um, so it might be a case of walking it. Um, I'm trying to collect 100 marathons to uh, join the 100 Marathon Club. Okay. Uh, which again, four years ago, I didn't even know that existed. I thought people did one marathon in their lifetime and then hung up their racing shoes, you know, but then you meet all these weirdos who do multiple hundreds of marathons, you know. <laughs> so I was in Italy sort of 18 months ago, my last kind of trip away from Doha, really. And uh, I met sort of people in their 60s and 70s there was cake after every marathon each day and it was to celebrate someone that hit their 600th marathon or their 700th marathon and I thought whoa like this hundred that I've got in my head is absolutely nothing but you to me are a little bit crazy too because you've done you've tried to do those marathons on a daily daily thing yeah back to back yeah yeah um, it's, it was just a challenge you know and also to get to this hundred more quickly because a okay. hundred could otherwise if you do two or three a year you're going to be you know there for a long time <laughs> might die before I get finished you know so I just thought I'll cram in a few more um and it was supposed to be 10 in 10 days and I had to withdraw after the sixth one and um, just through injury and again big lessons I'd um gone off way too fast on day one and thought that was really comfortable and then day two I was like mm, that wasn't so comfortable yeah <laughs> and then day three was like just left and kind of had a little cry in the evening and thought how am I going to do another seven and then again right call I think you do need to ultimately listen to your body but I'd hired an electric bike which was another first and I just buzzed up and down supporting other people for, and they sold out the 10 and 10 and they had so many tips for me and that, the plan was to go back this summer just gone and have another crack at it obviously it was all cancelled because of Covid so 
summer 2021 hopefully maybe you're, you're, we'll see are you okay you, you know the thing is once you start getting into these circles almost all my friends here are um sort of ardent cyclists or triathletes or runners so then you just start to think that becomes your normal you know yeah. and, and everyone i know has run faster than me or further than me or is as good but in two sports or you know so yeah. you never really think of yourself as anything other than uh, run in the mill really okay so somebody's thinking about that well they haven't even thought about it they're coming to qatar they're mm -hmm. single they're what well, they don't have to be single but it, I, I see the things that you're all doing yeah, yeah and it's like going to the rock climbing in the yes in the desert, I, yeah. I see all these mm -hmm. different things which what would you say to somebody that was I, I know the answer is me because I'd listen to Islam but mm -hmm. for yours if it was from a lady's perspective what would you say to a lady that was starting that, that wanted to get involved in this and where should she go and what should she be looking for um well I've actually given this advice for real just a few weeks ago um, a friend of a friend moved out here and um she wants to get into different things and i said you know if you join doha bay running club that is a ready-made family other people would say join the tri club um you know there's four five six sessions and events a week um some tailored specifically for beginners others long run but slow pace others kind of more of a power walk pace and a social conversational run um and then there's track sessions for for speed on a tuesday and there's a hill session on a wednesday and it's all run by volunteers um and you know i arrived in qatar one day and the next day i went to a track session and i knew that if i didn't bite the bullet within my first week of living here then i probably would start to put up barriers and think oh no i'll go next week i'll go next week and just put it off so i was still kind of just fresh off the plane really and showed up and never looked back yeah is Mr. Wright going to have to be a sportsman? <laughs> he needs a pulse, and that's about where we're at now. <laughs> know anyone? <laughs> I'm, I, I say to Islam on a regular basis, and I'm saying to you now, Islam, it's like he, he's he, he's a, a, a fitness trainer. He's he's so nice. Yeah, nice. Why hasn't he got people queuing at his, his, his door? Well, we work on that from time to time. Good on um, you. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad. He has many... Um, romantic PAs but we never seem to quite pull it off for him he's, he's just I keep on saying to him I, I just do see it because he's such a lovely person <laughs> yeah and he does give so much it's yeah. untrue and I'm sorry for asking you that question That's so right. so what's your what's your what's your plans now what 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 are those things that you see I know that you've got you've got a busy schedule <laughs> in these next few months yeah yeah oh my word it's just that I think because of the weather here, it's quite a tight weather window. Yeah. Um, but we're blessed because we do, um, you know, have a, a winter sort of racing schedule here. And normally we'd be flying to the Muscat Marathon, there's Beirut, there's oh. Istanbul. You okay. know, there's all of these other ones that all kind of between October to end of February, March, maybe at a push. Um, those are the ones that people want to go to. But uh, at the moment, obviously, we're restricted to here largely. But then especially if you're a teacher you've got six seven eight weeks off in the summer and then you, you then go to Europe for their yeah, good weather yeah, yeah. and do their races so yeah I mean it's all COVID dependent um for me the thing I'm losing sleep over at the moment is this 500 kilometer oh. uh 
attempt next week. So we set off a week on Friday. I've never had something. I was in the army for quite some many years <laughs> and I never had anything like that. And even if we we're going to go into a log race or or some type of physical yeah. activity, stretcher race, uh-huh. you know, you were going to go through some pain. Yes. And it's like you never it was at night before or even if you had a big tough session that you were going to get beasted. You couldn't sleep at night, but yeah. you're going out and knowing that you're going to do 500 kilometers. Yeah, uh, and it's the unknown. You know, I think people speak about finding your limits. And after doing the 90K the first time, in subsequent years, you, can, you can't ever be cocky about it because anything could go wrong on a, on a race of that length. But there is a bit of confidence in you. Well, I've done it before, so I'm more experienced now. So I'll probably do it again is how I kind of enter it. But you never know. Um, but with 500, not one of us on the team has done 500. I mean, who does really? Um, unless you're a kind of... Obviously, it's not 500 continuously in the sense that we'll stop and sleep in tents at night. But um, yeah, that bond between your team mm-hmm. is going to be Im- unbreakable after this. I think so. I mean, we're pretty close already, really. I mean, um, all of those ladies, like I say, were together on the ladies 90K. Um, we did a lot, not just running wise for that, but logistically and media and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, Roz recently, she broke the female record for fastest to cross east to west, nine hours seven. Um, so she's just really come into her own in this last year, really, really picked up her running. Um, Heather tends to prefer trail and she does sort of multiple back to back days, mainly in South Africa. She travels there quite a lot. Wow. Um, so she's very good on hills and sort of uneven terrain. And she's a great night navigator. And then Izzy's predominantly a cyclist, um, but you know, crazy mileage, one of the yeah. highest yearly mileages in the tri club, just insane. Regularly sort of podiums on, on races there, but also a strong runner and um, completely supported me around the recent uh, 50 kilometer Thebe race on Boxing Day, <sighs> which was a week after the 90. And I, I shouldn't have entered that, I was injured, but you know, you've bought, bought the place, so you kind of think, oh, yeah. you know, and it's Boxing Day, it's something different to do on a Christmas time. Yeah. So. I showed up and she stuck with me the whole way around my whinging and my crying you know so it was actually a good test of our friendship if she could deal with me in such a bad mood for five hours you know hopefully we'll manage five days <laughs> it's a bit yeah. of a leap but can you make me one promise can you make sure that when you when you finish the when you come finish the marathon because <laughs> i i think you will you've got the ticket as you said okay fingers crossed come back and tell us okay come back and tell us those if there was tears if there was there was anger if there was fallouts yeah. tell us everything okay maybe bring some of your other teammates along i was going to say yes they all need to they've got a right to reply <laughs> i want one more thing from you what what is that quote what what is that thing in your head that keeps you going you know sometimes it's a song sometimes do you have something that, that that when you think about it really makes you push harder um, well sometimes when it's painful or whatever I think we're really lucky to have legs you know there's a lot of people don't and yeah. can or even if they do they work a job where they've got one day off a week and don't have the money for a pair of trainers you know yeah. so I always think it's self-inflicted pain you can't stop at any moment no one's going to think any less of you yeah. or if they do they're not worth knowing anyway yeah. so you know yeah. th- there's that um that kind of keeps me going it's all about this need to kind of prove yourself I think sometimes um but I think the most useful little kind of three word what would you say not even a quote I don't know it's only three words but it's relentless forward progress and I think as long as you're constantly moving forward and chipping away at the time and chipping away at the distance you'll you'll get there that's fantastic Mm. that's brilliant thank you so much for coming on the show thank you for having me
Stephanie, it was an absolute pleasure. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the show today. It was brilliant. Um, I wish you all the, le the success in the future. I know that everybody that's listening is going to wish you the same. Okay. <laughs> um, I just like, before I finish, I'd just like to say thank you very, very much for Incubate, incubate.qa. They, ha they um, hosted me this week and they are fantastic. They're a startup um, group that's looking after startups and trying to incubate um, businesses that are just starting out. So students, anybody that's got an idea, they're willing to listen and they're willing to help you. And I thoroughly enjoyed my experience with them this week. So thank you so much indeed. Again, thank you very much. Yeah. And don't forget to like us or com comment for us in our app places and everything oh, yes. you know and if yeah. you could follow us on instagram yeah, exactly. too the please. desert roses yeah, the desert roses, desert roses 2021 and thanks to our sponsors we've been very lucky as well we've got the international physiotherapy center that are going to come Whoa. out and give us a massage on the road so is that claire do you know claire i don't know who will be coming oh. actually i don't know who exactly will so be you coming. could be lucky because it could be kind of Oh, who knows it could be that moment <laughs> our eyes met over a massage table yeah, exactly. she smelt terrible and she was covered in dust but hey some guys are into that right uh, everybody we've also, we've also got lululemon i should say lululemon gave us clothing which was very nice and coffee district are doing all the logistics and the food so that's great that's just brilliant news all of you yes. thank you very much for for supporting individuals like stephanie and all her, her groups um desert rose that's fantastic thank you so much. and thank you for everybody thank you for listening and see you next week okay bye bye everyone thank you for listening please send us your feedback on facebook instagram or twitter and don't forget to review us on your favorite podcast app